You are listening to Changing the Game with me, Wilson Casado. What is the game? The game is everything. Everything from the education you receive to the career or business you pursue. In regards to diversity and inclusion, though, there isn't a level playing field. The show will allow us to hear from those who are challenging the status quo. It is about creating a new future where things are done differently, a future with diversity and inclusion, and most importantly, a future where everyone has access to play the game. Hello, everyone. We're here today in another episode of Changing the Game. Uh, Wilson Casado here, and I have a privilege today of talking with Monique. Uh, today uh, will be hard for me to, to leave my bias uh, separated from this conversation because uh, Monique is my business partner at Visage, and, and we're very close to Chiara, so I'm a very uh, big admirer of her. So I'll, I'll try to keep my bias out of it, but I think will be a bit of impossible there. Uh, hello, Monique, welcome. Hi, Will. Thank you for having me today. It's a great pleasure. So let me start with traditional, like let's, uh, uh, I'll read Monique's bio and then we go from there. So Monique is the living example that uh, is possible to, to combine a challenging, successful career with a very intense personal life. She's the mother of three kids under the age of five, including a set of twins, and is one of the managing partners at Visage, a global consulting company. Engineer by background, she was born in Brazil and joined the company as an intern, becoming a partner only four years later, as a recognition uh, for being a top performer. She is extremely passionate about developing people and her happiness comes from seeing the success of others. She is an advocate for diversion, diversity and inclusion in the Australian workplace and knows there is a lot more that can be done in this space. Uh, Monique, let's see start maybe with a, a question that I ask everyone, which is, tell us a little bit about yourself, but you know what, the stuff that we didn't hear from your bio, who, who, how, how has been your journey? Wow, it's interesting because I was listening to what you're reading and I look so pretty, <laughs> but uh, in reality, yeah, it has lots of bumps and lots of challenges. And I think that's what makes it um, beautiful and, and uh, a lot of uh, a very uh, um, good journey to, 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 to be. Um, so I think the the one thing that I, uh, I I would like to add to that, especially in today's uh, so I'm a, a woman in a very do male dominant industry, right? Uh -huh. So even though I was um, I was made partner um, in in my 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 recent years with Visage, and I think uh, I I've been very grateful because I found the place where I want to be. Um, I, I don't think about uh, anywhere else I could be uh, as happy as I am uh, in Visagio, um, but it's still a very male dominant industry. 
and we have a lots of challenges with uh, with increasing the number of women in visage itself, right? Um, and my entire career, it's almost it's gonna I'm gonna be uh, it's gonna be my 15th anniversary with Visagio um, the, the coming April and um, and my uh, throughout my entire career I can think of many many examples where I was the only woman in the room right I can think of examples where I was the only woman in a in a room with 30 other people and um, one of the things that excites me the most and I that I always wanted to took took upon as a challenge as a personal challenge to myself was to how can I be an example that we can change this right like how can I be part of this change how can I become a reference to other women and say that well, look, it, this is possible. Yes, it's it's a it's a hard um, a hard battle, right? Uh, but well, look, this is possible, right? Um, so I think that's the that's part of the the story that is not there. So no, like many times, I was the only woman uh, in the room, and trying to bring that perspective to meetings, to, uh, to, to, to the deliverables that I was, to the projects that I was, uh, was something that it was uh, difficulty, difficult, it was challenging, but, um, but yeah, it was, was good as well to, to be done, so. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So uh, I, I, you know, I have been talking with uh, many women uh, and, and that's a topic that comes again and again and again of people having uh, careers in those male-dominated sectors, and and you know, and and, and many many times uh, see themselves in those circumstances where it's only men in the room. So uh, if I, I'm hearing you saying that, sort of being the only female in the room. Uh, if I go a little bit back, so uh, you are an engineer by you now, it's by education, right? So can you go back a little bit back when you? were in uh, you know high school or even before so when when did you decide to go to engineering engineering itself does have that flavor of being you know as a career of choice for men or did you ever thought about that or yeah, yeah. you know how 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 natural was that decision it's interesting because um i think as anyone we 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 are influenced by our families right by our uh, uh mother and father parents like grandmas and everything and my father he worked as a logistics manager in a in a multinational company and i admired him and his journey a lot right and when i was thinking about what do you want to do of course, I was influenced by that. He's not an engineer. He actually did not finish. Um, he doesn't have a bachelor degree. He's not even a bachelor degree, and he had to make his way through it, which is, um, which for me was a a great example and a great influence in that sense. But I mentioned, wow, look, if I want to um, join the corporate world, right, which was something that I I uh, seeing him talking about 
I, I really admired and I really liked the fact that he worked with uh, people with multiple backgrounds and everything. I said, look, what, what can I do? And reflecting on the choices that I had, I thought industrial engineering at that point in time was a good choice. So I, I went and, and decided to, to do industrial engineering specifically. I did, it didn't even cross my mind that it was, you know, like a uh, majority uh, of, of Mayo, you know, like, and, and uh, there were little women back then. Uh, it didn't even cross my mind at that point in time, which is, uh, I, I think, peculiar in a sense, right? Um, but yeah, that was how my decision was made at that point in time. So. Very nice. So, uh, uh, is that how, how? What about the facts on that? So, do you uh, did you have classes of majority main or or how, how how was that sort of experience? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, the, the engineer. Uh, so, I graduated back in Brazil, and the engineering degree there, uh, the bachelor's, is five years, right? And I think the um, uh, throughout the five years, uh, the the ratio by women women to men was always around the twenty to eighty percent, right? Twenty female to eighty percent male, um, and and that was it. That was it. So yeah, I was part of the minority at that point in in that sense. Um, I didn't see that as a barrier. But to be completely honest with you, I think that was because I have a personal characteristic of um, not looking at that as a barrier, right? Like looking at that as opportunities. I think it's one of my personal characteristics. And I think it's not like that for a majority of the women out there. Uh, if it, if it makes sense, right? Like so, um, it, it, there was a lot of uh, uh, cases where I was uh, when I reflecting back to you know like the situation where I was put, I I look back and I say, wow, that was like pretty bad, you know. But I didn't feel like that at that point in time because of the nature of who I am. I think right. But if it was someone else, and I, I think probably, you know, like they would be, wow, what am I doing here? You know, like this is definitely a barrier. I like, I like when we, the, the way you articulate, the way you describe. So uh, for me, what you're saying is that, you know, uh, the influence that you had in your life uh, didn't make you uh, feel like, you know, there was uh, right things for, for boys to do, or right things for girls to do, and was more like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're boy or girl, so you just go after it and, and, and leave that sort of challenge. So, uh, which is a recurrent, uh, a recurrent treat when I talk to, uh, to women about these, these particular issues. So some of them, uh, well, many of them refer back to that sort of uh, childhood or, 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 you know, as a being a teenager and, and not going through that sort of what is right or what is wrong to do as a woman. Mm -hmm. and, and it looks like that influence, that particularly strong, more coming from families, has a, has a, has a huge impact in, in, uh, in, uh, in how you behave later on. So nice. So you, you come along, you, you know, did your engineering course and 
you know, and uh, enjoying your maths and etc. So come to a graduation. So and from from what I know about you, you didn't go for having a job as an engineer. You ended up uh, at certain point coming to consulting. So how, how was that journey, that decision, and what what uh, what took you in that path? It was interesting because my my first when I was looking at so internships are very common in Brazil, right? Like you, you start working while you're still studying, um, and uh, and it's not like just a summer uh, experience or a winter experience. You you actually study while you actually work while you're studying part time, and my first choice was to actually um, join Michelin, right? um in the in the industry in the you know like in the factory um back back then in rio i wanted to live and breathe what industrial ex engineering was i wanted to actually look at the machinery look at the pieces of equipment identify bottlenecks and everything so i had that experience and i found out that i didn't like it that much to be completely honest and um and then I actually tried and had another experience at Shell. Uh, again, in, in a corporate environment now, um, and and, uh, and 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 that was great. Uh, but I actually, um, how can I say? I, I wanted to do more, right? And I asked for more. And what I felt is that by the hierarchy that at that point in time existed, because I was an intern, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I wasn't uh, giving lots of opportunities in that sense. So uh, that's when I came across uh, Visagio. And I, I wasn't thinking about consulting at that point in time, but I actually heard about this company, this organization that was incubated in the university that I, that I was graduating, right? Um, that was founded by five engineers back then. And I said, well, look, there might be something there. I want to actually see it. I want you to experience it. And that's where I come, come across Visage. It was Visage rather than consulting, if it makes sense, right? Mm. At that point in time. And, and I loved the fact that I found out about consulting while at Visage because I said, well, look, this is fantastic. This is how I apply what I learned at college, at university. Having, having a dynamic environment, different clients, different projects is learning really quickly, really fast and applying that knowledge uh, straight away. So yeah, it was, I think it was a great match to be honest, right? Uh, it was a good match and yeah, here I am today. <laughs> Very nice to hear that journey. So uh, it's interesting how, how uh, even at the time that we didn't know each other, how uh, strong cross paths we have so having graduated in industrial engineering as well, so I do remember going to work in a factory at Shell as an intern, uh, you know, the lubricants factory that was uh, close to my home and in, in, uh, uh, there in Rio as well. Yeah. And I also hated that sort of, uh, no, well, look, I don't think I hated it. I loved that experience, but Absolutely. didn't but not as, a, not as an ongoing experience. I love it to go there, to learn, to give some contribution, but then I wanted to do something else. And, and that's where, you know, the, the world becomes more, you want more. 
So I'm, I'm happy that you can you know, have that perception of you know finding that in 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 Visage. So I also uh, found Visage uh, related to the university. So I was doing my MBA at you know the same university where you graduated, and that's where I found about the company that was there in uh, in the uh, incubator in the technology incubator and start to you know to uh, to build the journey. But very nice. Yeah, and, and maybe with something that is interesting as well on, the, on this specific topic is that um, in these three experiences that I had, right, like, again, I was minority, and in Michelin, in Shell, even in Visage, uh, when I looked up, there was no woman, like very little women very little, right? Like, so CEO, presidents, and everyone, everyone was, I uh, was men. Um, so I actually took that challenge to myself. And I said, look, if I, I, I want to be successful as well, and I want to learn, and I want to do that, because I want to become a reference for the girls that are graduating after me, for the women that are graduating after me, for them to see it's possible, and for them to actually see that, well, this is another choice for you to make. Because uh, it, it didn't matter much to me, you know, in terms of, okay, I, 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 I can't see a woman there. But I, I wanted to, to be that person that can show, you know, like, you can do this as well. Like, let's go, let's do this together. So, yeah, it was. It's interesting how you, how you come back and you, and you wrote in your bio and now you mention again that, you know, you have that flavor of uh, wanting to uh, inspire young people. So it's very interesting your take on, or this day we talk uh, a lot about that sort of, uh, uh, the quote about if you see you, if you see it, you can be it. So, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I think what you mentioned is that you didn't have the reference, but you had, yet you have the will uh, to be there regardless. So that, that there wasn't a, uh, uh, you know, as a barrier for you to an extent, so it was more, more like a, more like an, uh, you know, a challenge to be able to do it and prove you could do it. So, and I, and I love that perspective. So it's, you know, it come along quite well. So, uh, yeah. Nick, then, uh, then in this journey in Visages, so you ended up at certain point deciding to. To do something that doesn't appear in your in your bio, and you didn't talk too much about it, so you ended up deciding to immigrate to another country. Uh, and uh, a particular thing on that. So, from what I know about your story, uh, you immigrate to Australia driven by the career opportunity that you you had, as opposed to a do your husband. And can you talk a little bit about that? You know, that decision, that, you know, that, that, that challenge, eventually even a little bit of about, you know, few conversations that you might have had with your partner about, about that. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. Uh, so it was, um, I, I always wanted to have an international experience, an international career, right? Um, I, I had the, the opportunity to do that while I was still studying. I went to, to live in the, in the USA uh, for a while, for a few months. And then I had the opportunity to, to do a project here in Australia, uh, in Visage. 
in Brisbane. So I lived in Brisbane in 2010 for almost 10 years, delivering a project to, to one of our clients there. Um, my husband, at that point in time, he wasn't uh, my husband, we're still dating, but he, he also had the experience uh, to, to live in Australia while he was still in university and studying. And when I returned to Brazil, we eventually got married and um, we said, look, if there is an opportunity, let's let's do it, right? Like, let's let's go. I think now is the time for us. We we are, we were we didn't have kids at that point in time. We said, well, like it's a passion for for both of us. We we should do it. And then the opportunity arose in Australia, so we founded the office here. Uh, at that point in time, in Brazil, I was um, leading one account, and, and I said, well, if I want to make that happen. I need to prepare myself, right? I had um, uh, conversations internally with, with our partners back then. Uh, some of, of uh, our partners are my mentors until today, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, very, very good conversations. And I said, look, it's, we, it, it took time for me to prepare successor and for me to, to actually uh, prepare ourselves to make the move. So it was a planned move, as you as you might recall. Um, and and yes, and, and we came and it was a, a easy decision in a sense because we immigrated having, um, I, I had a job, right? Like, so I, we actually had a job, so we didn't have to actually follow the, the dream, uh, restarting from, from zero. You actually had to start again. I didn't know anyone. I was a partner with, you know, like no, no network. I had to actually uh, form my, my network from zero, not from zero, of course, but you know, like, but, um, but, but my personal, you know, like network. But you mentioned something that is very, very um, true. Um, it was very difficult for my partner, for my husband at that point in time, because he had to start from scratch, right? So he was a tax lawyer in Brazil. So one of the most difficult uh, professions in the, wor in the world to actually immigrate. Um, and he said, let's do it. You have the opportunity, you know, like, let's go. Um, and I think in that diversity journey, especially when you talk about gender, the gender equity, um, one of the most important things for me, Will, is that this is not a woman's fight, right? Like this is, this is a, a fight that everyone needs to fight together. If I didn't have him as my, you know, like motivator, contributor, partner, I don't think I would be able to actually make the move in a smooth way the way we did. Right, and I don't think we would have uh, been able to navigate through all the challenges that we had as a couple, as a family, uh, as we did, if it wasn't that partnership, if it wasn't that collaboration. So I think this is something that I take that you know sometimes people say, ah, it's it's a woman's fight. We actually have to fight for it. No, really, it's everyone's fight. Everyone needs to be on board and wanting to make this happen. And I think this is, a, I'm a living example of a, a successful case uh, because there was the partnership because we were in it together. Very, very nice to hear. So I do, I do hear that uh, uh, also a very common trait when we talk and, and I relate uh, uh, myself to that as well as having 
being an immigrant, having a strong support from the partner, uh, it's just uh, it, it's just inimaginable uh, to, to, to think about not having that, right? So, and in my case, I actually, and many times in the past, I think I underestimate what uh, my partner Renata was going through, that immigration process, because at the end of the day, uh, uh, similar to your story, so I had a job, I had a new, you know, a, a new support group as, as work colleagues to, you know, to come along to support me to, you know, to, but, but she was at home, she didn't have at the beginning, you know, she was still figuring out what she was going to do professionally and with the family and, uh, you know, I, I think it's unbearable, so and, and, and uh, I'm very grateful for that support, I wonder you are as well. Absolutely. So and uh, and then you and and then you are in the journey as a as a partner in a consulting firm in Australia and you know working hard as I know you do. At certain point, you decided to you know it was a time to grow your family. So uh, I wondered that you know in in you know uh, what what could have been going through your mind thinking about starting a growing family, having a child, and while you know having this job that extremely demanding so can you can you share a little bit of that story and what you know you feel at the time yeah absolutely it, it was a decision that we, we we planned for it right so i think this is something that um that i i talk a lot as well it's um um there is never a perfect time but there are good times and bad times and you know them Right, so we, we felt at the point in time that that was a good time for us to actually start talking about it, start trying, and we, we planned for that. Um, again, I think it 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 it, it was only uh, successful because I think this it was successful for me um, because I had the collaboration of uh, my partners, you know, like my business partners and and the entire group as well. Uh, in making that happen and also because we were able to create a flexible environment not only um i'd saying out loud or, or you know like uh we were we really created that flexible environment that was true right um so i had uh lily uh, I went on, on maternity leave for four months and it was a decision that I made to be back at work after four months. I always, always um, thought that combining my passions in life, no matter what they were, no matter what they are, is, is the key to, to being happy, to be honest, right? And in that case, for me, it was my family and Visage, right? And uh, for, for other people, it might be uh, triathlon. It might be, you know, like I uh, had creating a space for, you know, like gardening, whatever it is. But I think that combination of passions is what makes it successful. And uh, at that point in time for me, I knew that I had to prioritize these two pillars and I would probably have to compromise on others. And that, that was okay. That was an informed decision on my head, right? The surprise was one year later, I was pregnant again and with twins. <laughs> and, and I think that was, um, it was challenging 
very challenging. You plan for but the again, as well? You, you aiming for two? <laughs> Sorry, yes. And then, you know, like two at once. Um, but, but again, I think the, the support um, and, and the partnership, you know, like that, that, that I had at that point in time um, made it happen made it happen. I don't think without the support, I was going to be able to, to do it. So again, I went on maternity leave for, for six months, this the second time with the twins and, and was able to still, while on maternity leave, to still uh, be part of the business, to still be part of the, the decisions that were made, uh, to still um, navigate through it, right? Through the challenges and through the good parts of it as well. And, and that actually motivated me to go back and, and again, you know, like juggle all the, yeah, the, the plates um, in, in, a, in a good way. I, I'm not gonna say it's easy, it's not. It is challenging. Sometimes people ask me, how do you do it? Um, look, I don't know. Sometimes the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe majority of the times is. But I know that having um, a team that works with you, uh, collaborates, understands, is flexible, and, and uh, making sure that you use that flexibility as well on your behalf, I think that, that makes it easier. Right, so I adapted my my um, my hours. So I I knew that I would have to make compromises in other parts of my life, and that that's okay. I think that's what what makes it possible. So uh, I'm intrigued, right? So because you know, as I I, I do know uh, a good part of the story that you uh, that you're telling us. And I know, you know, how strong you are as a, as a professional, as a woman, and, and, and I saw you coming through uh, that sort of phase. And the story you're telling us, despite the fact that you're saying that there were challenges, so you, you're telling us, like, you know, it's, you, it was easy. So, you know, not, not easy, but you, you, you're making us feel that it was mm. an easy journey. So there was... I'm intrigued. So was there any time where, where you doubt yourself, where you, you, know, you, you thought about doing something different, you thought about giving up or having to make a choice? So what, 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 tell us about a, a hard, you know, hard moment that you had through the journey. Yeah. Well, a, a few times, to be completely honest. Uh, I think questions come through my mind uh, at times on, wow, am I going to be able to do this? Three kids under two, um, partner at a multinational company, working, you know, like in different times, am I going to be able to do it? Um, uh, should, I, should I actually uh, stay away uh, for a year instead of six months, instead of four months? So I think those questions came to a lot of times. Um, what helped me, to be completely honest, was to stop, look at the choices that I had at the point in time, talk to people that I value the opinion a lot, right, that I knew were going to be there for me no matter what I decided at that point in time, uh, no matter how difficult it was, I knew they were going to be there for me to help me. 
So again, thank very thankful to to having mentors. Uh, very thankful to having you know like uh, those people in, in my life that they could help, and then make the decision and stick to it. I think that was that that's important as well because majority of times, regardless if it's related to motherhood or to to your professional experience or work, you're gonna have to make decisions, right? Mm. And if you Keep looking back and saying, oh, what if I did that? Oh, what if I took that opportunity instead of this one? Um, you are probably going to live in regret. And life is here. So the decision that you make, you own it. You try to make the best of it. Mm. And you, yeah, look up and say, okay, this will work. We are going to make it work. Um, challenges are, challenges are going to be there so for example my my twins are gonna turn three in a month and i can count on my head the number of times that i slept you know like through the night right so the the challenges are going to be there but you just have to understand what are the priorities for you uh what are the most important things and just stick to it just yeah just go uh, very nice to hear your story. So, and 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 you're still making a story. I think there is a piece in your story that you didn't uh, you didn't mention today that I that I'm happy to be able to uh, to to talk about it. Is the fact that the changes that we had to make in Visage to adapt to a workforce that now is uh, you know is getting more mature and now is growing up their families because. Visagio as a startup company used to have a very young workforce uh, uh, where the challenges of families were not reality a few years ago, but then it started to become a reality. And what you didn't mention that is quite amazing about your story, that you are a protagonist of that story, right? So you, it's it, not true that Visagio had that support environment for you, that the truth is actually that you created that environment for you and for the other uh, people in the company, the you know the the, the moms and dads and 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 you know for the people that are coming. So I think that's something that I demand your journey. So you know you you are indeed a a protagonist and an entrepreneur in in creating this environment that you want for you and for others as well. So it's a, for me is a is is a big privilege to be part of that. So. Uh, Monique, it's not a it's not a surprise to me that we you know we plan these uh, these interviews and the change in the game to be uh, in thirty ish minutes, and so far we we could we could easily say that we just the start of it and and has passed thirty five minutes already. So uh, one thing that I do I do want to finish with uh, you know the interview the formal interview with one question that's more like. Uh, your take in, in how to advise the young girls that are still struggling uh, to figure out what they want for themselves and they still struggling with those uh, gender bias that you know society still have in terms of what they can and they cannot choose. So, and I would love to hear what do you have to say to them? Yeah, look, um... I, I think that, um, well, th there's lots of things that we, we talked here today, Will, that, that are very important, right? Like having the, the references, 
helps having the um, um, the, the role models out there, right? Like it definitely helped for you to, to make more informed decision. We talk about uh, women in STEM a lot, that we want to increase the, the number of women in STEM. And we talk about if you could be her, if you could see her, if you can be her. Um, it definitely helps, but there's something inside of each one of us. And now I'm, I'm talking to the women out there, to the girls, right? Who are deciding what they want to do. Uh, there's something inside each one of us that that needs to be there first to actually make those, this, those decisions and first to fight the battles and first to fight the challenges, right? So it's something that we need to learn that we need to, to adapt and that we, we, we can actually learn to actually uh, have that throughout our journeys, which is the, the resilience, which is the self-motivation, right? Which is the ability to actually look at the challenges and not freeze and just say, wow, okay, where are the opportunities in here? And, and use the support network that you have, your family, your friends, your uh, professors, your teachers, your, you know, like professional colleagues, use the ones that you know are going to be there for you, are going to support you, value their opinion, listen to them. And, and that helps you make more better and, and more informed decisions, right? So I think my, my advice is, Yes, absolutely look for the external factors and we are working to change them. We are working to change some of the things that don't work well, but look internally as well. Uh, that self-awareness, knowing who you are, knowing where to actually get that fire within, that's very important as well. That's uh, that's awesome to hear. So and and is uh, is is recurring, right? And again and again and again, every people that are able to work in changing the game for themselves uh, talk about the support networks, the support people, the family, the friends, and every you know every help that you can get out there. So that's uh, that's quite relevant. So. Uh, Everyone uh, listening to us, so we're coming to the end. So I need to finish this with a message that uh, is very important for me. So is uh, not long than six months ago, I was thinking about, you know, this, uh, uh, you know, what could I do different in the, in the 100 projects uh, I, I do tend to have in my life. And changing the game came as a as a, as a as a mechanism, as a, as as a, a medium to be able to reach out to people that that needs help. So in the last six months, roughly, so I have been talking to amazing women. Uh, today with Monique, this is the seventeenth episode. So it's episode number seventeen. So that's the last episode of the first season of it. So this first season was focusing. Uh, gender diversity, a, a topic that I mentioned before, that's quite relevant for me in my life, very, very close to my heart. So, and I'm finishing this season uh, with one of the uh, women that I most admire, that's, that is my business partner and that I have a, such a great privilege to have here. I'm very grateful to have you here today. Uh, what we're building in Visage is quite uh, special. And I think, uh, you know, we, 
we can keep up with it and we can keep building it for a while. So when you when you guys hear next from Changing the Game, so it will be a little bit of more wrap up of this season. And then we're going to start a new season talking about innovation. So now we're going to be seeking for amazing founders, amazing investors that have stories to talk to us about you know, how they're helping to change the game uh, with innovation. So Monique, thank you very much for being here today. It has been a pleasure. So, uh, and I'm immensely grateful again. Thank you so much for having me, Will. Uh, yeah, I'm very, very, it's an honor to be here, to be honest. Yeah, thank you so much for, for such a great chat. Yeah, and let's, let's keep doing it. So goodbye, everyone. Uh, we'll, we'll see you all in the next season. So keep, keep connected and uh, see you soon. Bye.